Welcome to episode number 230, Leap of Faith. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Goose, Gabe, Trey Hall, John Jones, and James Bugs. Cover yes, topics sir. that range from modern day education, sports talk, coaching, the Olympics, the current pandemic, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Lao Tzu and Walt Whitman. Leap of faith. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. Gentlemen, 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 thank you for joining us. We appreciate it. It's a blessing, man. Blessing thank to you be for having here. Us, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for having us, Jimmy. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, so uh, let's go around the horn here. So, Trey, uh, you've been with us several times on uh, several uh, previous episodes. If you introduce yourself, then we'll go to John and so on. Of course, of course. Yes, everybody. Uh, my name is Trey Hall. I am the owner of Oil Money to the Moon, also known as OMTTM. Nonprofit organization in New Jersey, give back to the community, food drives, uh, peer mentor group speaking, and definitely career choice opportunities uh, for the youth. And um, all these fellows next to me, we actually met in college, and definitely yes, they hear their, sure. share their story. Definitely have a great story to tell. So I'll pass to the left to John. Uh, yes, uh, the John Jones here, one and only. Uh, thank you guys for um, giving me the op- giving me this opportunity to come and. Gave, uh, share my story uh, with you guys today. Um, originally from Baltimore, Maryland. Got the opportunity to stay out here after college. Um, graduated from Delaware Valley University um, in 2018. Nice. And I, um, you know, I'm hungry, motivated, and I'll uh, disclose the rest of my story once we get into it. But I won't, I won't uh, I guess, spoil it. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would just keep it short and simple. Yes, sir. Uh, James Bugs, uh, I ran into these guys in college. Um, you know, basically just one of the people who've uh, seen these guys grow, um, you know, and myself, seen, they've seen me go and help me get to the levels that, you know, I've accomplished. Um, and just with every, you know, problem in here. So, uh, James Bugs, pretty much one of these guys is close guys, right-hand guys. So, um, love to see them on different platforms like this and um, support them in every way possible. So, they know that from the heart. I love it. Thanks, I love it. He got James Bugs with a smile over there, too. That's a million sure. dollar smile. Come on, man. You ain't playing around. You know. All right, so, uh, John, let's jump right into it, right? Yeah. So, why did you choose the field of education? Honestly, I think education honestly chose me. Mm. Um, it's crazy. Me, me and James, yeah. we were, I guess we were lost. We were uh, we were True. roommates um, in college and outside of college, and we both literally just sat and looked at each other like, man, we need to find a new career. Yeah. Um, we both transitioned out of different careers, so one day we saw a daycare, honestly, yeah. that was in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, and um, it's like, bro, we need to we need a job. Like honestly, it's no point of being picky. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we're going to be straightforward. We're just going to just go ahead and just suck it up and, and stick it out. So we went and we had an interview that same day, mm. right around, right? Yeah, same true. day. I was literally us. in our street clothes, and um, the lady asks, "Uh, have you ever changed diapers before?" Yeah, I said, "Uh, no, I have yeah. not. <laughs> I've never changed a diaper." Um, but honestly, once I got into the job and I found a different appreciation for working with children for and sure. um, now getting the opportunity to teach at a middle school here and now being a coach, honestly, it's just a blessing, man. I feel like, you know, kids always remember that one teacher that touches them like in, in a certain way. Like they remember like, okay, they remember like Mr. Jo- I remember Mr. Jones, he comes in with the off-whites and wear Yeezys. Yeah. They remember that. <laughs> they see that every day like, yo, yeah, Mr. Jones, yeah. what's going on with Yeezys? Like, come on, man, listen, go to class, man. But they remember that. Yeah, for and sure. it's no better feeling than, you know, having kids come up to you and saying like, man, I thank you for, uh, just taking, just just being patient with me, and because I work with special ed, so I mm-hmm. teach special ed, and that's another ball game in itself. You know, you so, got to have a different type of patience and a different mindset as well, because these children learn at a different pace. So um, I, over the years, I've grown to uh, have that patience dealing with them, and um, I'm looking to definitely prosper and, and make. And I've made this my career yeah. now, more so than a job. You know, I feel like. I got out of the job stage and now I'm looking for a career and yeah. I felt like I, f- I finally found it. So I'm happy. So that's awesome. My wife's in um, early child education and she says one of the biggest things is watching your kids, your students move to the next level. She says it's so satisfying. It's so rewarding watching them. Yes. She gets them. They don't even know their ABCs. They leave them. I'm they're counting ABCs. Yeah. It's, not, it's so simple, but that's yeah. the building blocks of it all. Right. Sure. Yes. Um, James, what about you? Oh, well, definitely in the, uh, you know, I think in college, you know, I didn't really think that working with children, any type of children would be something that I really wanted to do. I started off in the kind of the security realm where, you know, bouncing and things like that. And, um, you know, it was something that I took to, but I also wanted to make an impact, you know, just growing up with a single mother, realizing that the help that I had, you know, men-wise, you know, was something that I would have wished I had as a kid and as a younger gentleman. So, you know, growing up, once I got into this realm where I was helping, you know, autistic kids, I, you know, I, me and John pretty much went the same path when it came to education. We did the, you know, early education, early childhood, and then I went into autistic kids, and then I went into at-risk kids, you know, maybe kids who have been incarcerated or have some behavior problems or anger problems, um, just because I felt like I saw myself in those kids mm. when I didn't have help, you know what I mean? So not having a father around, and my mom had to deal you know, with my angers as a, as a, as a man, you know what I'm saying? And, and that was just a great thing for me. So when I got in, it's just something that grabbed me and chose me. And I've always been a passionate guy about anything. You know, these guys will tell you that, you know, my passion is always there, yeah. whether it's in something small, maybe overly passionate sometimes. But, you know, I think that's what kids without the help need nowadays. So, you know, it's very rewarding for me. And so, so for you guys in education, with the current pandemic, um, a lot of changes have happened. Uh, we had to make a lot of adjustments uh, from work, school, parents. Um, I, I'm a parent of two, and one of my, my son, James, my son James is seven years old. He just turned seven. He's in first grade. And just that, that little little mind is craving school. And when I remember, like, when I was going to first grade, I'm like, it was just a routine thing. We just, he wants it because 
he got a taste of it in kindergarten and mm-hmm. then it almost got yanked from him. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa I want to go back to my school friends. I want right. to go. And all of a sudden, he got a taste of it. And now every day, he, he, he's hyped to go to school. Like, every, he appreciates it almost when it was taken away from him. How are you guys dealing with it? You know, what's your current situation? Do you have online versions versus, mm-hmm. you know? I'm in, in the uh, uh, Central Buck School District. Now, we just went to Hybrid 1 and Hybrid 2. So, pretty much kids pick two days out of the week. Okay. And um, they pretty much decide which, th- which two days they want to go to school. Yeah. Now, honestly, for me, um, being a teacher, I feel like the kids being online, the kids that chose to be online only, again, that's your choice. Mm. That's fine. But... Parents are allowing their children to dictate that. Mm. And I feel like now, parents are now seeing that it's not working. Yeah. A lot of kids, the grades are dropping. And mm. especially with special ed kids, they don't need to be home. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Because, again, they learn differently. They're distracted at home. Mm. I got kids, even today, I was in class, one kid's playing Xbox. I'm like... Come on, man. You yeah. know, I was your age once. Like, yeah. I, I know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, again, they're comfortable in their own space. Yeah. When you're comfortable, you, you're not thinking about nothing else. Yeah. I'm not worried about what's YX equals MX plus B. Plus B. I'm not yeah. worried about that. Yeah. Because now, the parents are like, oh, well, I'll just let them stay because of, the, of the virus. I understand that. Yeah. But now, um, Central Buck School just has done a great job with um, – Making sure they, with us as teachers, we have to sanitize after every class interaction. Every child that sits at a desk, we have to wipe it down. Mm. Got to wear, we, we keep the mask on all day, every day. Um, no mask breaks or anything. So I feel like, um, honestly, the kids need to be in school. Yeah. They really do. I really? feel like they, they need that nurturing. Yeah. And they're not getting that at home. Mm. Yeah. I mean, even just as kids is one thing. There's there's adults. I know them all. I've I, I, in my in my um, uh, in my career, you there's op, there's job opportunities where you could work from home. This is before pandemic. Is okay. you know you could work remotely as they call mm-hmm. it, and that's not for everyone. Even mm-hmm. as adults, they can't even manage their time. Right? They're too comfortable. They're in their skivvies while they're sitting there working on conference calls, and yeah. it's like, bro, like this is it's a whole other animal. It's not for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm kind of like an in between person. I know how to manage myself, but five days a week is too much at home. I need to go in. You need to experience that. Plus, learning is not just looking off the piece of paper. Learning, there's interactions the kids are going to have next to them. You know, not to distract the kid next to them or giving having that presence of a teacher who's a leader present the information is so much different um in front of the class and you know behind the 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 laptop it's it's crazy because you know the kids who uh who need to be seated up front because they'll get distracted Mm. because there's too much of this going in front of them so they're not really paying attention what the teacher's saying Mm -hmm. so you bring that kid up to the front (laughs) because he learns different then there's kids who can sit in the back black uh and doodle and learn everything and absorb everything the teacher's saying right we all learn different, and I think the presence is, is important. Trey, you guys say? I definitely was the kid who sat in the front. <laughs> <laughs> it was over. It was over. Right? <laughs> and then, you know, I do think that kids need that separation, too. Like, I, I can't imagine, you know, trying to do school at home. I, like, when I go home, I feel like that's a place where you relax. It's a place yeah. where you, you may do something different 
than you would do at school. So it's also that, that barrier that you're not breaking anymore. It's like, hey, now just come to this computer and now you have to behave here. Yeah. Like, and I, I feel like that's that's hard for an adult and a kid. Like, hey, you know, I'm usually here, you know, watching Netflix or relaxing. This mm-hmm. is my chill space, but now I have to use it as a workspace. Yeah. So I think that, that COVID is doing that. And then, you know, you struggle with safety. Like, I'd rather be safe. So you put up with that. But you know, we, we don't understand how sometimes it takes a toll. Like, oh, 100%. You know Listen, I, mean? I worked remotely for seven years, and it's God just bless, like... It's, God bless you. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Just, it's just like you said, after a while, it's like, this is where I work, this is where I sleep, this is where I eat my dinner, this is where... And I was in the house. There was days, there was a four days in a row, pre-pandemic, we're talking like 2012, and I'm in the house for four... Never even left the house, didn't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that can play you know that can play uh mind games with you um for sure and just the exposure we we need to be interacting with other people you need that exposure um and 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 you know as james you said it's obviously right now we're doing it for safety precautions till we figure this whole thing out but man i can't wait till we get back to some a little bit more normalcy correct Um, correct we're praying on that yeah hopefully march though fingers crossed yeah so so what do you think has gotten better because of the pandemic when working remotely are there things that improved i think uh this pandemic brought a lot of the hustle out of a lot of people Mm. Mm -hmm. i honestly do i mean especially me um this this pandemic separated a lot of people it it showed uh, that's for sure uh pretty much who talks to talk and who really walks to walk honestly you know i feel like for me um or really, we all can relate. Think about it. We're all quarantined in the house, right, for two weeks. Yeah, you know, they yeah. took away clubs, took away parties, took away restaurants, took away everything that we love and we know on a normalcy, right? Like yeah. you're saying, being normal and yeah. being, uh, what's the word? I don't, I don't want to, I would say pretty much, I guess, complacent, Yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Sure. We're comfortable, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. this one, that, what? Us wearing masks? Yeah. Mm. All right, take it away from me. Boom. So now what you going to do? Yeah. You got to sit, you stuck in that room. Now you got to really know your, you, you really get to know your family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people really knew, yeah. really got to know their families. Like a lot of people, like even for me, I feel like I tapped into a different side of me right. that I never knew. Yeah. As far as like a creativity side, mental aspect, mm. everything. Just I thought my thought process got, has changed and I feel like. It, it honestly brought the hustle out of a lot of people. Yeah. So I think that's a positive thing. Yeah, I know we had uh, my brother Miguel owns the, the barbershop, and obviously barbershops. It's a beautiful barbershop. Beautiful song. Uh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. They got they got hit hard. So they were telling them, all right, you got a whole week, two weeks, you got to shut down. And I remember me and him having a conversation. Um, he's like, yo, the first day or two wasn't that bad. He's like, I woke up, <laughs> made breakfast, put on Sports Center. He's like, yeah. that got old two days later. Yeah, <laughs> he's really like, I got two quick, weeks of this. <laughs> quick, man. Especially when it's something you're passionate about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I, I want to say, like, you know, with COVID and with being quarantined, I, I want people to know, like, that, you know, it gave people a lot of chances to focus on things that we may have might have swept under the rug. Yeah. You know, as far as what we should be focusing on in life and what, 
we could be focusing on maybe what that got caught up in the daily movements of maybe saying, you know, this is more important, prioritizing things. But I feel like like you really have no priority list now being, being you know, locked inside and being able to really dive into those things. You can say, well, I, I don't really have to put this order because I don't have to be anywhere. You know, I don't have to, you know, safety is number one. And then what else comes next? If I want to research, if I want to read a book, if I want to get into more things, I can do that. You're, you're getting more of that time that you may have not had because of your extra, you know, things you want to do to have fun or things you're doing for work. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And one, one thing I want to highlight when you're talking about that, um, to reach out, you know, because a lot of the stuff, mental health is a high priority. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes you talk yourself into something, talk yourself out. And if you're quarantined by yourself, you're talking to yourself so, at this point. And so reach out to someone. Uh, if you need to talk to someone, please reach out to a friend or family um, member because mental health is absolutely mm. important. Yes, um, check on your brother. Yeah, for definitely. sure. Um, all right, let's switch it up real quick. Okay. Let's talk about growing up uh, and some of the sports you played um, Ooh, because one yeah. of the big things for my son um, because of the pandemic was he was in the middle of baseball season and all of a sudden it was like a guy yanked. And then they're like, all right, we'll do like one game a week. And he would ask me every day, Dad, when when are we playing again? When are we playing again? I'm like, I never even faced this as a kid. We always had sports. We always had things going on. This kid got to deal with this. They weren't allowed to bring uh, uh, snacks or anything like that. It was just like play the sport and keep it moving. So it was definitely different. At least he got to play and then he ended up playing soccer. So uh, so I'm curious, how did you guys get into sports or what sports you played growing up? Um, me growing up, grew up in Baltimore, Maryland. Um, it's uh, t- it's tough growing up there, and, yeah. and definitely playing sports. You yeah, know, a lot of great athletes come out of there, and competitive, um, com- very competitive. Um, I can, and of course, I could put myself in that category now. Yeah, one of the great, one of the good athletes come out of there. Um, yeah, but um, sports, man, it was it was tough, man. It was so competitive. Um, I started off playing basketball, honestly. That was like my love at first, before yeah. football, before track, for everything. Um, and I played AAU for a little bit, travel. Then I begged my mom, I'm like, Mom, please like, put me in flag. She's like, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not ready for, you're not ready for that yet. Yeah. So I'm like, but Mom, like all my friends like telling me I'm good. They're like, she's like, no, nah, I'm just, you're not ready yet. Yeah. So when I was 10 years, my, I was nine years old, and I first – started to play like organizational football um got a nosebleed ran on the field my mom ran on the field took me out <laughs> she and she's probably that. watching this too <laughs> you took me out she took me out but i love her to death you know she's she's just being a mom and i understand i understand it now but then she granted me the opportunity again to um i turned 11 uh Played in uh, Randallstown, uh, Maryland, for okay. Randallstown Panthers. Um, I was a, I was a, a buck thirty, soaking wet. Yeah, I'm. I honestly, I've honestly been the same size, but I've just gained more muscle. Yeah. Um, I was always the smallest. Yeah. And but the thing that no one they never could take from me was my heart. Yeah. I just always had it. Absolutely. You know, regardless of what sports you play. You know, I feel like people measure you by how big your heart is. You know, I feel I could go up against anybody, and yeah. I still to this day, I don't care who it is, 
how many times you won, how many times, how many people you know, who you related to, that does not matter. You know, because I know what God put me on this earth to do, and I know what he blessed me with. So mm -hmm. um, I'm just thankful to honestly even, you know, be brought up in, in playing sports in, in Baltimore because it's, it's, it's rough, man. And that, and that honestly helped, helped me get through, navigate through life too. You know, yeah. I feel like sports was, it saved me, honestly. You know, I feel like I really didn't have any other aspirations besides playing sports. You know, of course, I went to school and I, I graduated, did all these, and that's great accolades as well, too. But honestly, the determination I had to, you know, be a student athlete, mm. which a lot of people tend to forget. You know, a lot of people want to be, like my mom said, don't be an athletic student, be a student athlete. Wow. So even bringing that to... Tying it back to now. So now I'm coaching eighth grade basketball. With my, I coach girls eighth grade basketball yeah. in uh, Bucks County. And, you know, I explained to them, like, oh, coach, I had uh, F on my test or I had this and that. Like, okay, well, do you understand? It's not nothing to joke about. Yeah. You know, this is, if this is what you want to do and if you're going to play for me, like, that's serious. Yeah. That's going to help you get to the next level. Absolutely. Grades, right? You play, like they say, A's before B's. Mm -hmm. That's what I. Mm -hmm. That's what I tell them. So, mm -hmm. everything else is a distraction. Yeah. It'll be there. Yeah. Focus on what's going to help you get to where you need to be, as far as getting to the next level. Um, so even with coaching now, um, it just brought back basketball. They shut us down for about two weeks, and about when was that? That was the end of november okay they shut us down and then they brought us back so then they cut our season in half so now we only have seven games but the only thing that is like i don't understand why they make it they make the girls play with mask on oh wow whole game wow whole game wow mask can't pull it down gotta wear the whole game now that's a whole different dynamic like cause i know it is pretty difficult to breathe with the mask on and you're running up and down the court right yeah. um especially for an eighth grader yeah um they continuously out and say hey pull your mask pull your mask up <laughs> yeah. like all right coach like can i just get a break I'm like no you can't it's either the rules or they're going to shut us down yeah right again yeah because parents are so worried that you know i don't want like my daughter getting covid or but at the same time, when you think about it, that from the mental aspect, like, okay, these girls are all touching each other, regardless, they're touching the same ball, mm -hmm. but you're still making them wear a mask the whole game. Right. So then it kind of, I tend to think sometimes, like, it kind of doesn't make sense, doesn't add up. Counterproductive. For sure. It, yeah. Exactly. So, but the, the fortunate thing, you know, I'm able to coach them and de help them develop. Yes. Mm. Um, develop them as well too, and they're having fun. Um, I'm glad they're able to compete mm. at the eighth grade level. I mean, I feel like it's it's a uh, it's a privilege because obviously it was taken away. You know, it can easily be taken away. So um, they're happy, and I'm excited. We had a game today. We won. Shout out oh, to nice. Nice shout out to my eighth grade girls. They told me to shout them out. So <laughs> shout out my eighth grade girls. Yes, thank you, <laughs> ladies. I'll see you guys tomorrow. But um, yeah, we. Um, we're doing good so far, and we're just looking to capitalize on that. So, 
Nice. Mm-hmm. So, James, a uh, question for you. What do you What do you think the importance of uh, playing sports in high school and, you know, uh, using those everything you learn for actual real life? I think it's very important. I mean, I understand that, you know, some kids in, in this day and age maybe, maybe don't think that sports is the way that they want to go. But um, I just would use it as any extracurricular activity for any young person right now is so beneficial. Yeah, just well for, said. Yeah, you know, so just it's like I, I, I took football. I took a lot of sports to keep me on track. I felt like that if I did not play a sport, if I did not take the right steps into doing something counterproductive or doing something that wasn't good for my success, I felt like sports was always going to be that. Even if I didn't play well, even if I wasn't the best player, you know, I tell every kid to explore those options of Mm. art, um, sports, uh, picking up a basketball. It could be, you know, maybe just coming up with your own creativity, anything that allows a kid to do something in a creative mind other than something like traditional, like video games or something like that. If just just come up with something that you feel like you're very talented at, or it could be something that you stand alone with, like that I love doing. So I think that that's beneficial, especially now in, in COVID, you know, kids who aren't playing sports and aren't doing anything that involves any other kids, what are they doing right now? You know, they, they they're, they're playing the game, they're getting wrapped up in the stuff that maybe is not, you know, it's not terrible for them, but it's something that they're kind of focusing too much of their energy on. And it's like, well, if I don't play a sport, well, I don't have to go to practice. I, You know, I don't have to. There's not something I'm going back to school for. I go to my hybrid days, I go home, and then there's a bunch of time for me to do whatever I want, which may be, you know, the mom getting upset that you're playing the game too much or you're watching too much TV, you know, because too much of anything could be toxic. But I... I, I don't feel that way with sports. I feel like, you know, you get to interact with people. You get coaches like, you know, John here who are, are giving you insight on life. You know what I'm saying? Something other than your parents. You know, your parents beat down on you so hard sometimes when they're trying to make you do stuff that they that they did when they were a kid. And I don't want you to go down that path. But hearing it from somebody else or hearing it from another figure that you actually respect at another level, just that aspect of sports, I think can change a kid's life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Well said, well said. Yes. So, um, Trey, what do you got about sports? Because I know you, you, you played football. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. be Trey. Yeah. 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 Trey over there trying to be I love when he has his uh, Kobe Bryant yeah, come on, uh, jersey on. He's ready to go. You know, long live Kobe. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's unique because I met, you know, sports plays a huge, huge aspect in my life. I was thinking about this the other day. Sports, I feel like, is the easiest form of life. Mm. It's like uh, you get to play with it play around you see how even hard work doesn't always result in you getting in the championship i mention all the time every team trains the same and if you're playing 10 games your coach is going to say all right let's win all 10 he's not going to say all right let's win six out of four Mm. correct so in life we always try to go over to be undefeated but it's not doesn't happen that way and you learn adversity through sports i feel like the best way honestly and we all met in college because we all played college ball. We all two, three years different apart. And yeah. the unique part about it, we all had to make a decision at once whether football was for us or not. Ooh. So we all decided at one point, like, nah, right, football's not for me. Some of us went back, some didn't. But at the same time, we had to make that decision. And you had points like, geez, is that a regret? Should I have stayed? Should I have went? But at the same time, it taught me so much that if I can get through that, sacrificing my body, my time, my energy, mm-hmm. my effort, we could do anything. Me and Bugs actually worked together in college as mm. well. So we yeah. played football together around the clock. And then 
we went to a small school. We didn't go to D1, so yeah. we had to work part-time. Yeah, yeah. so we needed so that money. Yeah. Needed that yeah. mo- we needed some flex money. I wasn't yeah. trying to just eat at the calf. I wanted to do some stuff. I wanted to go out. You wanted to enjoy that. Yeah, no cat food. Yeah, come on. Sorry. Listen, I was losing weight and eating three times a day. Still losing weight. Eating cat food. So you wanted to eat out, and you know you had to make side money, and me... And him really, we worked summers together. Mm. We sacrificed going home, home and hanging out with our friends and all these things we sacrificed. And now we take a look, a look back at it. I just actually lost my job back in July. I was out of work for like three months. I called James. like, man, you got to be ready for what you're about to receive. Yeah. Ready I'm to like, receive your blessings. You're ready to receive your blessings. I'm like, listen. I'm ready to receive this unemployment. You got to stop playing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. Hey, hey, I can't hey, get the high. <laughs> that was beneficial too. We we yeah. all did that. I think that pandemic pandemic did that for me too. And um, yeah. we're 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 now. I mean, I'm looking at you know two guys in front of me, man, who've been through the same thing as me. And we're we're 2021 is a year for us. That's all. Uh, it, it just spells out elevation. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I mean, Nothing me working for the state of New Jersey. This this guy being a coach, a teacher, a, a mentor. I mean, a, a speaker. Um, and then a brand ambassador here of his own, you know, um, just just standing out in so many ways. I'm like so proud of the the guys I surround myself with. I mean, I, I guess you guys can do the same thing, you know, being close friends and being able to do this and bring this platform for people. Man, I, you yeah. know, it's, it's good yeah. to be in a room full of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. it feels great. Yeah, right good now. energy. Me and yeah. Gabe, me yeah. and Gabe yeah, went to college together. Went to Temple University. We did the same thing. Shout out we had Temple, man. Shout out. And then, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no man, we totally understand that. And you got to surround yourself. So if there's a kid out there listening right now, the right. sports we gave you, all the healthy mental stuff. Surround yourself with positive people. Mm. Surround yourself with good energy. Um, that's that's what it's all about. Because at the end of the day, like you said, Trey had to pick up the phone and give uh, James a call, right? And you mm-hmm. never know when you need that call. It's just like, even if it's just James provided just a set of ears, just to listen to. Yeah. Um, having that support is, is everything. Yeah, I, t- I mean, it's literally, a, like you said, surrounding yourself. There's a group of guys I talk to every day. Every day. Like, it's, it's a group chat that you have. Sometimes it's easier than texting individual people. And we should be like, yo, what's up? And I talk to my boy, like, Elijah and yeah. um, Abdul and, and Jody and uh, Julius. We all literally talk on a group yeah. chat. I talk to Bugs and John. Yeah. We all just spread out our yeah. attention because we, I know we're all going through things individually. We just don't talk about it. Yeah. And so we're like, you know what? I guess he's dealing with it. I'm fine. Let's get through it. But sometimes we, we really just like, yo, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I deserve more, not because I'm working hard for it, but, like, I did everything they told me to do. Yeah, yeah. I did, exactly. I, I did the college route. Why Why do I have to get the same amount working to everybody? I'm supposed to get a big corporate job and have – it's not like that. You yeah. come in and you're working just like a person who's been working for four years. So yeah. it really just – life just teaches you to humble yourself, but so does sports. Because at the end of the day, sports can be taken away from you. Oof. And those who've been hurt and those who stop playing – my coach used to always say, you'll appreciate it more when you're outside the gate looking into the mm. game, whatever you play. So, so true, too. That's in life, too. When, when life is – somebody told me, you hang out, go to a senior citizen home. They don't really talk about and complain about the things that are going on right now. They talk about, damn, I wish I could have more time to do this. Mm. I wish I had more time to spend with my son. And now they only see me two times a month when they come on a visit on the weekend with their kids. I don't really get to spend as much time. So that's what sports is like. Yeah, like you're retiring from a part of a life. Like, dang, man, I wish I could have worked out a little harder. So you got to treat life like that. Every day is a new opportunity. So, like, For definitely sure. don't short yourself. 
Well said. Uh, so, John, let's 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 talk about this Olympic stuff here. All right. Let's talk. Um, yes, <laughs> jump, yes. jump, man, jump, man. So, I'm always fascinated by um, well, one, it's like you're talking the most elite athletes, obviously, in the world are competing at the highest level at the at the at the craziest time under the craziest conditions. Um, you know, what, what's wild about that, there's still world records being set, uh, one uh, Olympic after the other, and what you just said is amazing about being injured, because you never know, there's a lot, there's these, uh, this long time story I was hearing about this guy, um, for his track and field, I forget exactly what he was doing, what uh, event he was competing in, but, you know, it was... The, the the six months leading into it, he got injured. And all that sacrifice and all that, people don't realize there's so much sacrifice that goes into becoming great. So do you want to talk a little bit about how you even got started, how, how that Olympic conversation even come up, and then how you are pursuing it now? Uh, how it started. There Jesus go. Christ, here we go. <laughs> Let's get into um, it. He's Delaware, like, I was watching cartoons when I was about four years old. Yeah. I was like, oh no, we went too far. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was going to be a legend. I knew it. I knew it. All alone. <laughs> no, man, definitely. Uh, so I, um, my senior year at DelVal, um, talking to Bugs, we were roommates at the time. And it was a rough senior year for me, man. I, I was taking 19 credits as mm. a senior. Yeah, that's brutal. I was doing track, doing football. Mm. I was doing track and football at the same time. Wow. Um, college. In college. And still trying to be a student at the same time. So, honestly, I was like, something, something has to give. Um, my love was football, of course. And I happened to be, you know, gifted in track, but it wasn't my main focus. So... The track coach told me, he said, John, when you finally take this serious, the sky's the limit. I'm like, come on, man. You're like, you tell everybody that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. don't <laughs> fill my head up with, you know, with these promises, right? So I'm like, okay. So I tell my mom, she's like, you need to give up football. I'm like, whoa. Excuse me? Ooh, don't Give say up that. football. That's not why I called you. Right. <laughs> don't say that. Right, right. Like, give, like, seriously? She's like, you need to give it up. So I'm like, okay. So she's like, track is your thing. My mom didn't really understand it until she saw me my senior year of high school at States, Maryland States, at Morgan State University. And she happened to come in last second. She got a ticket. They weren't trying to let her in the whole time. God's will, she got in and was able to see my last jump. And my last jump happened to be me breaking my school record. Oh, wow. Really? So, like, I think once she saw that, you know, of course, everybody was like, oh, like, your son's good, your son's good. And then when she saw her own eyes, she's like, damn, my son's good. Yeah. You know, he's, it's not great. just, it's not. Great. He's great. He's great. He's good. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, um, Get into college and competing at the collegiate level, no matter it's Division One, Two, or Three, it, it still has a D in front of it. So of that course. means it's competition. Of course. Um, I actually ended up qualifying for the Division Three nationals for uh, 
outdoor nationals for the long jump competition. That's what I do. I, I'm a jumper. For those who didn't know, mm-hmm. it's hard, man. It's a grind. Yeah. Like, to com- to qualify in an individual event, it's all you. Yeah. It's nobody but you. Like yeah. so, when you lose, it can't say, "Oh, well, he dropped the ball or he missed that shot." There's no passing the baton. Nope. <laughs> this is me. It's just you. So it's all ownership. That's and heavy. Again, and this ties back to life, too. Mm. So after that, I was asked, I asked a couple of the uh, other athletes that, that participated at the National. I'm like, yo, you guys going to still compete afterwards? They're like, nah, bro, I'm done, bro. You know, I, I kind of, I did my thing. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. I don't think I'm done. I ended up tearing my hamstring at nationals. Um, made it there. Last jump. I just felt my, just pop. Ooh. Yeah, last jump. Um, was I upset? Hell yeah, I was. Excuse my language. But that feeling helped get me to where I am today. So that's why now... Um, I wake up at four in the morning to go to the gym and work out. Why? Because nobody else is doing that. Yeah. Right. So now when you say man, you wake up at four in the morning and go and, and you're able to function at four in the morning and work out. Right. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah. It's, it's, it's go time. I, I put the headphones on and, and I go. Yeah. Only because I know how it feels to work so hard for something and then fall short. Fall short. But again, I can't blame anyone but myself. And then, honestly, that just was a freak accident. I was prepared mentally. Yeah. Mm. It just was a freak accident. That's important. So, that's, that's important. Hold on. Let me just jump in real yeah. quick. It's important to uh, point that out because uh, obviously, you know, when this gets released, the Super Bowl will be coming up. Um, but just watching the playoffs and all that jazz, it's funny hearing the commentator. Someone has someone new to blame or point the finger. The coach mm-hmm. made a bad call uh, with, with the Green Bay game. And it was like, and then someone's blaming Aaron Rodgers. And it's like, there's mad people you could point at. So many different things. But when you're like what you're saying, it's interesting to say that um, but even outside of sports, I'm talking about responsibility for your own life. You know what I mean? You're making these choices where you're going to work. Do I get up? Do I go to the gym? It's all on you. It's not, it's not a team effort. You're pointing fingers, you know. Um, so I, I want to highlight that because I, I don't yeah. want people just to f- pass by that like it was nothing. Please don't, man. Don't take it for granted because, like I said, I get up and go to the gym and I, I still have to go to work. Exactly. Yeah. At 7 in the morning. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You understand? Right. So I still have to come. I got to come home, take a shower, eat, then get up and go to work. Then got to get prepared for practice. And then I still have other things that I other jobs I work as well too wow you know so it's a grind it's a true grind and I feel like people only see the 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 glitter and glory Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. I don't show everybody the 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 graveyard shifts and 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 hard work and when I'm in there honestly I want to cry sometimes like of course like just even just how far I came you know I, I I started off not even liking track, and then now to where it's gotten me, and you know, I got the opportunity to run for a club in Philadelphia, uh, more elite. Um, they found me in college, and James also happened to uh, participate in that as well. Nice. And our coach was in the Olympics. Oh wow! In nineteen in nineteen eighty, back in Atlanta, he ran. He was a hurdler. And he was on the four by fourteen, and 
when he pulled me aside and said, John, you know what? I um I really think you could you could make an an Olympic run. Wow. Say me? Say, like, yeah. Trust me, it's hard. Like good talent is 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 pretty much it's like you when you know what you know, I know it. Yeah. I've seen it. I was I've been there. Yeah. So obviously I know what I'm talking about. Sure. So then it took it didn't register at first, so now I'm thinking like, damn, this guy really like things I'm about to go to the Olympics. Like, what is he talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Talking about the Olympics? Right. Then I'm like, okay. The more I started programming it into my mind and then I spoke it into existence, Mm. right? So now comes the other competitions. Now I'm competing with this team and jumping the best I've ever jumped you know after college I felt like I had a plateau for a while I'm like man do I give up like I think I might be done and one jump we were at Widener University and I ended up winning it was the uh it was it was a championship meet um like a master's open championship meet so I'm an open athlete considered open athlete so when you're post-collegiate you're considered either unattached or open Okay. Um, open athlete. Um, I jumped at that meet and I just felt it come back. I said, you know what? I think I'm back. Got my, I got my swag back. Got my confidence mm-hmm. back. I then, you know, reached out to other um, coaches and coaches started noticing me. And then I reached out to a couple other Olympic athletes on Instagram and I sent them my videos and just got insight from them. Uh, Will Clay. Um, Jeff Henderson, who they both Olympic gold medalists, and, wow. you know they took their time to re- to even respond back. Yeah, and I feel like that's God. Honestly, I feel like if they didn't, I mean, I, I feel like everything's for a reason. So those guys just taking the time to respond and critique my videos, whether it was a short response or, hey man, I see you doing this, but you look good. Yeah, that pushed me even more because these guys been there. Yeah. So every everything is lining up. Everybody that's telling me these little things to keep going and keep trying, and they've been there. Yeah. And I feel like we learn our best experiences through life and life experiences. So these guys have been there. They've done that. So why wouldn't I take that? Why wouldn't I take it and just, okay, I'm going to just put my hard hat on and I'm going to go to work. You know, if, and if, 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 if I do fail, then I can say that I tried. Right. You know, because you miss every opportunity you don't take. Of course. So now um, it's been rough now because now they have shut down a lot of meets for since since the uh, pandemic has happened. So I haven't had the opportunity to compete um, as far as under the USATF sanction because they have to be sanctioned in order to qu- to count. Sure. So I had a meet in Texas um, a couple months ago. Um, I did very well. Got the invite there which was, you know, that was a blessing as well to even be invited to a whole nother state. You yeah. know, these guys didn't know me from a can of paint. Yeah, absolutely. And they said, hey, you know, you know, I got the opportunity. I saw your videos. Hey, come on out and, you know, we want to see what you can do, you know, against some guys up here in Texas. Cool, why not? You know, I took it and I had to shake the rust off. I haven't jumped since March. Yeah. Last March. So, you know, I felt good and it just felt good to just be back and be back in my routine and, be, just be back in a facility competing against other people and not just practice. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then previously, about a, an, uh, about a month ago, I was in Virginia Beach at the uh, Virginia Beach Sports Complex for Grant Holloway. He's an Olympic hurdler. Um, he hosted a meet as well. Competed there and ended up PRing. You know, wow. honestly, it didn't it didn't count because it's not it wasn't a sanctioned meet. But um, I feel like when that time comes, you know, they they say like I, my famous line is, "You stay ready, you have to get yeah. ready." Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I'm ready. So um, <laughs> I have a meet in March. I'm going to Miami. Um, God willing that that will be sanctioned. But if not, you know, I just control what I can. You know, control mm-hmm. my controllables. Mm-hmm. You know, I just make adjustments and not excuses, mm. you know, and I'm going to adjust to being prepared for when that time comes and they say, you know what, well, hey, this is the real deal. This is the meet that you need to go to. And I also had the uh, blessing to speak to Adidas um, a couple of weeks ago. I'm a rep, Adidas rep, um, again, which is mind-blowing to me because I would have never imagined that. You yeah. Know, these, these guys reaching out to me and, you know, hopefully potentially being a sponsor and being an Adidas athlete. And it's a blessing, man. Uh, and it goes to show, like, anybody listening and anybody listening on here, you know, never give up on your dreams. People are always going to tell you you can't because they couldn't. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people told me that when I tell them, oh, you training for the Olympics, you think you're that good? Trey, you remember that guy, right? Yeah, yeah, literally. We were into it. We were by my house, and I told the guy I was training. He said, "You think you're that good? Why would I be doing it if I didn't think I was that good?" Right. Duh. But honestly, <laughs> and, and not even that. That's not even. That's you know. I know what I'm capable of doing, and I know the work that I put in, and I know it's eventually going to come back full circle, regardless. Even if God forbid I did make it, right? I know somehow I've made so many great connections that something good is going to come out of this where I have this story to tell and I can motive, I'm motivating someone else to pursue that dream. They may have thought, oh, I can't do this, right man. Exactly. You can do it. If I, I'm living proof, I literally, took a dream, I literally took a dream that I had no, honestly, no desire for and took it and ran with it. When you put your fourth, your hundred percent effort into it, man, the sky's the limit. So it's crazy too because you take away uh, excuses, a lot of excuses from people, and in your pursuit to this whole, uh, to this whole thing. I remember there's a, uh, a I, he's retired now, but Ronnie Coleman was a is um, a bodybuilder, world famous mm-hmm. bodybuilder. Yeah, I know. Legend. Yeah, Ronnie. Yeah. yeah, and uh, sure. he's based out of uh, Texas, and. In Arlington, I believe, and Ronnie was—I think he won two Mister Olympias, and he was still a full-time cop. See, um, two Mister Olympias, and he was a full-time cop, um, which means you know the the he had to eat right while he was on his shifts. He had to get up early to go to the gym. He's doing everything you're saying is what he did and became world champ multiple times, and still held on to his job. Um, and so, going back to removing excuses. Um, you know, there's some people who's like, well, I don't have, you know, I don't have the uh, uh, the means, so I, you know, I have to work. Okay, well, that's John I'm Jones is working, okay, uh, and he's I'm still working. training, <laughs> right? Working, still um, training, still paying, and I pay for my own meets now out of my own pocket. Yeah, plane tickets, meets, everything. Yeah, exactly. All me. This that's, is all me. So 
remove removing the barriers, removing the excuses, and just going for it. Because you know, someone I forget who who mentioned it talking about a um, uh, I guess a retirement center or whatever, and the people the conversations are. Uh, man, I wish I would have did this. I wish Trey, I would have yeah. did that. Trey, Trey brought that up. But that's kind of what you're doing now. You're removing all those barriers so that when you do, you know, you are on that rocker uh, giving a little motivational old school speech. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you could you say these things with no regrets. With no regrets. So, I, um, I'm just blessed, man, just fortunate to just be in this position and um, also give back to, you know, I feel like, a lot of kids and a lot of people can take something from my story and my situation and you know just take it and run with it so that's why I'm glad and I thank you guys again for allowing me to express my story you know to people who are listening and you know my people on my Instagram as well um, but yeah it's a blessing man sky's the limit absolutely um, all right so so explain a little bit about I want to talk a little bit into the brain a little bit, a little bit of how someone can be so disciplined and and the importance of it. Because like you said, you know, people looking on the outside, they say, oh, you know, he's just naturally gifted. Oh, he just has it. Oh, there's a gym right around the corner. He could walk there. They just keep giving themselves the excuses because they're not, you know, actually out there executing it themselves. So get into, give us into the mindset. Like I have to get up at four because X, Y, and Z. And then it lines up your whole day. Um, And what the importance is of staying on schedule. Uh, honestly, with being disciplined, um, it, it's it's not easy. Yeah, of course you, you're breaking a habit that I've never never used to train at four in the morning. Yeah, I would tell myself, "Yo, you're crazy. What are you doing? Yeah, four in the morning. Yeah, seriously, you, you doing that? Not in a long shot. Yeah, I used to sleep till twelve, one o'clock in the afternoon." So you think I'm about to wake up at at four in the morning, squatting, jump squats, everything, box squats, everything. I'm getting it in. It's when you know the the greater outcome of it. I feel like that stuff is 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 minimal to me. That I really don't even. It doesn't phase me waking up now at four. Why? Because I'm so programmed now. It's just, okay, all right, the alarm goes off, all right, I'm up. I'm out the door. Let's go. Yeah. I'm up now, so I, I'm up. Let's go. Mm. So when you tell yourself that, just just get up. and When you just do it, it's, just, it's easy, right? But it's a mindset thing. You have to train your mind. And this is what you really want to do, right? You have to be different. Mm-hmm. Got to be different. I don't know too many people that... Do that. I just don't. I mean, that's just a small thing. But like I say, the small things lead to big results. That little thing. Okay, all right, cool. I wake up before, boom, I work out. I go to work. I come back home. I used to work out twice a day. I used to work out at four, and then I would work back out at six. But then now I learn less is more. Why well, strain myself out? For what? To try to make it look good for everybody else. Oh, dang. He worked, he's working on twice a day. Oh, he's an animal. <laughs> oh, he's a beast. Right? Right. I can still be that same beast at 4 in the morning. Then you will be at 6 o'clock. Because I feel like my 80% is better than a lot of people's 100. Mm. Mm. Honestly. Because I know when I'm in there, it's, 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 
you, you, these gentlemen next to me have seen me go to work. Yeah, you know, for sure. In person, in the gym, in competition. And I just bring a different type of energy. You know, I don't have to. And, and honestly, me, I really don't have to say it. You know, I really just, I just do it. You just got to do it. So training my mind and training my body, too. It's more, it's, I feel like it's a lot more mental than physical. But when you train your mind, the body just, it reacts. Okay. It reacts, right? So now, um, it's honestly just second nature, man, and just being different. I tell myself every day, man, you got to be different. God didn't put me on this earth to be like Trey. Mm-hmm. God didn't put me on this earth to be like Bugs. We were all put on this earth to be different. Right. If we were all put on this earth the same, I mean, <laughs> that, be, that we mean would, wouldn't mean anything. No. You wouldn't. You wouldn't be who you are. You wouldn't be. Rotated, you wouldn't have made this rotated views podcast, right? Mm. Facts, you wouldn't be Trey Hall, you wouldn't be James Bugs, I wouldn't be John Jones. So, knowing yourself, knowing your mind, knowing your body, and knowing your purpose mm. helps too. So, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I think that's, that that's that's an important one right there fulfilling your purpose, yeah. Um, and finding it is one thing. Then going after it, once you know, that's your gift back to God. You know what I mean? Um, all right, so so any parting words um, that we'll, we'll go around the horn again? Trey, we'll start with you. Any motivation and inspiration you want to give out to the kids listening, someone training, yeah, yeah. whatever? Absolutely. Uh, every time I come on here, I like to just reiterate everything that we talk about is characteristics. Dedication, sacrifice, hard work, focus. Big one, again, is accountability. Like all these characteristics that whatever you do, I'd bring different people here. Me, myself, as a nonprofit organization, mm-hmm. yes. him being as a jumper, I brought people who've done film. I brought people who rap. I do people just do, it's a lifestyle thing. So it's not just because they do certain things. It's a lifestyle that they do allows them to do the things they want to do. So that makes all the difference. So I just want everybody to take that for reality. Whatever you want to do, you have to do it with a lifestyle purpose, not just to do it. John. Yeah, I'll close out, man. Again, you know, anybody listening, you know, male, female, child, woman, man, listen. Sky's the limit, man, honestly. It really is. You know, don't doubt yourself. Double down. Bet on yourself every time. You never know where to take you. Um, Don't make excuses. Make adjustments. Stay ready. You won't have to get ready. Um, Tokyo 21, you'll see me. So just be on the lookout. Yeah, yeah, man. yeah. It's there. So it's up. So yes, sir. James, you got anything? Uh, last thing I'll say, I mean, me and Trey had this conversation this week, uh, and this is a more of a testimony to my journey. Uh, for everybody out there listening to uh, patience, it's, mm-hmm. it's the, the road is going to seem like – it's being cut off. There's roadblocks. There's obstacles. Patience. Yeah. Every everything's gonna come in due time. Um, you know what I'm saying? You, you you're gonna you're gonna fight and fight and fight to meet this goal because you want to get there. It's gonna come. If you believe it, it's gonna come. Patience is a virtue. We don't take it take it into account. And even with this COVID thing and with this life thing, patience is a virtue. We're all, we're we're all gonna take the right steps. We're all going to make it there, and we're all going to achieve goals if we really want it. So I'm a testimony to that. You know, I never had patience. But since I've acquired it, 
I've seen some great things happen. You know, I've seen these guys, you know, ride by my side, the patience of finding good friends. Uh, you know, I want to I thank you guys for giving me this opportunity to be on this platform oh. and um, putting me in a, a very sophisticated realm. So, you know, with that being said, patience and the virtue, wait your turn. Yeah. Be ready for the blessings that are going to come upon you. They will come. I promise. Well I'll said. Speak. So, uh, all right, gentlemen. Um, Trey, we'll start with you. Instagram. Absolutely. Instagram, you can follow me at O-M-T-T-M underscore lifestyle. Uh, and, yeah, that's my best IG handle. Twitter, we're O-M-T-T-M 2. And Facebook, uh, traditional, just Trey Hall. You can follow me there. John? On Instagram, at the workaholic all together um no caps how did you get that the workaholic <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny it's like that's it it's literally at the workaholic the workaholic man i'm a workaholic man i do so much usernames are so hard to get it is. That, that one just somebody i just kind of just thought of that and i just stuck with it that's awesome <laughs> yeah at the workaholic on instagram uh and on clubhouse as well i just got on clubhouse as well too so anybody has a clubhouse at the workaholic um no Twitter, no Snapchat, just Instagram, Clubhouse, and Facebook. I mean, I'm not really a big Facebook person, but nah, John Jones. Nah. If you want to look at more Facebook, that's fine. You know, that's for the it's for the older generation. No offense, Mom. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so my my Instagram handle is going to be underscore bugs b u g g s, the number one and then hundred spelled out. Um, that's me on Instagram. That's probably the best social media you're going to find me. And then on Facebook, I mean, for the Facebook users, well, we can go with the James Bugs, B-U-G-G-S, you know, B-U-G-G-S. I formally go by that, Bugs. Uh, not my first name, but, uh, you know, 100 on the, on the, on the Instagram handle because we go 100% every day. Sure. Well said. All right, with that being said, we like to close out with quotes. And the first one is by Lao Tzu. Knowing others is wisdom. Knowing yourself is enlightenment. Mm. The second one by Walt Whitman. Keep your face always towards the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. So there you have it. Leap of faith. In this episode, we have special guests Trey Hall, John Jones, and James Bugs. We cover topics that range from modern day education, sports talk, coaching, the Olympics, the current pandemic, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Lao Tzu and Walt Whitman awesome guys thanks again for joining us the rotated views podcast was produced for self-development purposes huge shout out to our sponsors this episode is brought to you by the blessed lifestyle brand that is bl3ssed.com also sponsored by the motivation files unleashed this motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success available on all platforms guys don't forget to visit the website jimmyleevelez.com follow us on facebook and instagram at rotated views if you have any inquiries or questions email us at info at on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew we wish you massive success stay blessed